everybody. Welcome to Tadaima, a Terrace House podcast, your weekly companion to your favorite show on Netflix. I'm Robert Scarpanito, and I'm joined here by Daily Wilhelm. She only speaks Japanese. Hi. Our friend Jack Cepeda. I speak English, but I scream in Japanese sometimes. Irushamase! And our good friend Colin Sparling. Hi, I spend most of my time listening to the same 20 songs from 12 years ago. <laughs> Can we go through those? <laughs> yeah, as so many do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how many of them are Limp Biscuit songs? Oh, please. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> it didn't take oh long. Gosh. It did not take originally long. This was, originally, this was relatable, and now it's not at all. <laughs> I, I'm sure. The, and, so, and then uh, a whole bunch of people are just shutting this off now. Oh, this fucking guy. This is Olympus kid. Yikes. I'm done. <laughs> all right. So, Unironically. <laughs> so this is a brand new podcast. We're calling it Tadaima, and it's all about this little-known reality TV show on Netflix called Terrace House. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Terrace House is, it's a reality TV show that puts six strangers in a very immaculate, beautiful house that I'm always jealous of. Three guys and three girls. And it's not like explicitly a dating show, but they bang. Some people bang. And sometimes they eat. <laughs> and sometimes they eat. Yes. <laughs> a lot of the time they eat. Yeah. Um, so it's we, a lot of eating right, and a lot of talking. We wanted to come together and provide a podcast that gives you more insight and reads between the lines and goes further in on what Terrace House is about and what it represents to a Western audience. So I guess to kind of give you an introduction about who we are, we should probably tell you who we are and why we like the show and why we're kind of qualified to speak on the show. And I think I'm going to throw the buck over to Daly first for her to introduce herself. Hey, hey, guys, I'm Daly. Um, she actually like we speaks said, English. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. I just yeah spoiled everything. I should have just kept going in Japanese. But I do speak uh, a good amount of Japanese. I'm about at a business level. So I, I kind of have come on to this from the perspective of like knowing what they're saying to an extent and being able to kind of see like where things are switched from casual form to like formal form and like how different that is because there's so much said in Japanese language there's so much implied that you don't say aloud but is inferred from certain phrases so that's kind of where I'm coming at with Terrace House and I'm a total newbie to Terrace House um I recently was just accosted by these three random guys that were like Whoa. you need to watch this show you have to watch this show and I'm like gun to my head like okay i'll watch it and then i got addicted wow, so it's fine weird. it's fine yeah isn't that weird i'll, I'll never know yeah. who they were or you know like why they wanted me to do this you know it's just the record of which will for permanently be in podcast form and here we are dark backstory and then she met us <laughs> yeah the totally totally separate we, events we, to we we aren't the three guys no, in no, the no, story no, no, that no, she no. was just telling nope mm -mm. no uh so yeah, so you would say that you've kind of bring a uh, like expertise in the language level and maybe like a bit of the culture as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely language and culture. Um, I come more from a background of like, uh, no, like mm, it's gonna sound weird, but like watching anime. We all know anime. I promise, I'm not like a creepy weeb or anything. So <laughs> I definitely think that there's a huge difference between Japanese reality television and anime as far as culture goes so i'm not basing my judgments on what i've 
quote unquote learned from anime. Yeah, There's like, not a lot to be learned from anime, honestly. What, like I get that they're sitting around eating, but when are they gonna learn the Rasengan, guys? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> what so like is what are these guys gonna go Super Saiyan like anytime at soon? At some point. Yeah, yeah. at some point, right? <laughs> uh Jack, why do you like Terrace House so much? It's weird. It's good. It's just it's just a good time. It's just a fun, entertaining, good old fashioned time. And I've always had a uh, interest in Japanese culture from being a little kid and growing up with Nintendo and everything and just everything with that. I would watch Saturday anime back in the 90s on uh, Sci-Fi Network for anyone here that might remember that. That's where I first saw Akira, where I first saw so many shows. Initial D. I mean, tons of bubblegum crisis. All kinds of stuff. Uh, Vampire Hunter D. I mean, we could go Ninja Scroll, like one of the best animes of all time. Anyways, we can go down the pipe. But so I've always had an interest in Japanese culture. And then uh, when the real world kind of came out again in the early 90s, that was one of the first, if not the first kind of quote unquote reality show right on MTV. And so I watched probably, I don't know, 10, 11 seasons of the real world just growing up in middle school and high school. And then it kind of fell off and became disenchanted, right, with uh, with what Western reality TV has become. And so <clears throat> not really following too much uh, reality TV nowadays until really about uh, about a year, a little bit over a year ago, when Robert brought up to me that Terrace House uh, was a thing. And I kind of originally was not into the idea of watching another reality show. But when he mentioned that it was kind of like, you know, it's from Japan, so people are speaking Japanese, so it's the whole thing subtitled, I gave it a shot. And then I ended up, watching about 12 episodes in one day because it was so bingeable on Netflix. And then that ended up in me watching every season of Terrace House on Netflix multiple times now. <laughs> like, I've probably seen every season. I've probably seen every episode at least two times, maybe three, and a lot of them three times, too. So I've just been all up on the Terrace House train ever since then. And so I, can, I can't talk in depth about a lot of things, but I feel like I can talk in depth about the Terrace House episodes on Netflix in North America, essentially. Very nice. And Colin, what do you bring to the table? So I, I, I don't know if I would go as far to say I'm a certified Japanophile, but I'm definitely a self-identified Japanophile. I've watched you know that, many cre- travel, that travel creepy vlogs. weeb that uh, that uh, Daily was talking about earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm not. Just to clarify, but Colin no. is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're saying yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i'm i i do watch a, a ton of like japan travel travel vlogs and I, I have a general interest in japanese culture but i also of course a lot like jack i grew up on a lot of anime and a lot of uh japanese video games uh, i love a lot of japanese video games and a lot of japanese video games make my top tier list uh top 10 list when it comes to games um but also, like, I did have a slight... There was a point in my life where I did have a slight obsession with reality TV, but it was usually the reality TV, not so much real world, but more so, like, the the celebrity-focused stuff. So I'm talking, like, Gene Simmons Family Jewels and, Ugh. like, the Osbournes and, like, Hogan Knows Best. Oh, like, no, that, that did yeah. not age well. Yeah. That did not age oh, well. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they didn't. But, yeah, all... Yeah, I'm sure... All, almost two of those have been in scandals by now. <laughs> Um, but no, it was just like, there were just really entertaining shows. Cause it was like getting a glimpse into those people's lives has always been really interesting, uh, to me, but now, so take the, the general premise of like actual reality TV, where it's just people living their lives and then put that in Japanese culture, which is also something I'm interested in. And it's just a win-win. So I think that's super interesting. And 
ever since I got hooked on the show from like hearing about it from teachers and friends, and I believe Robert was a pretty big proponent as well. Um, went to the show, started binging all the episodes, drank a lot of hot tea, and I don't know why I associate hot tea with that show, but I was <laughs> had had tea while watching Terrace House. It was like a, it's like a Pavlovian thing, I think now. Um, and yeah, weird. That's a weird. I mean, all right, I guess tea's I good. Know. It's, yeah, it's, tea. tea's great. Tea's great. It's, it's nice and cozy. It's a good show to watch. If you're going to w- drink tea to a show. Terrace it's like, House yeah, it's like, it's like that show you could cozy up with, I, I guess. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Ter- I Terrace that. House is the TV version of tea. Is that basically yeah. what it kind of is, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm here <laughs> like, for it. Same. Uh, for me, let me think. I spent a lot of my time in Korea, which is proximity close, right, to Japan. Not that Korean and Japanese culture are, like, exactly one in one. But compared to American culture, they kind of share a lot of similarities. I've got a lot of insight into that. Um, And like most of the people here, I have watched a lot of anime in my time. I've spent like two weeks in Japan, which was a lot of fun just to like kind of see the culture. And for me, Terrace House kind of reminds me a lot of Korea. It reminds me a lot of home in some ways because it's, you know, there are a lot of things about it that are just you can't see that anywhere in America. I guess barring Aloha State, right? But, you know, all the seasons that are set in Tokyo or in Shonan or in Karuizawa, they're so different from anything you can see here in America, but to me feel pretty familiar and kind of remind me a lot of my time spent in, you know, Asia. Uh, So that's kind of why I enjoy it a lot. And it just reminds me of the people that I knew there, you know? So that's kind of a quick reason why I like Terrace House so much. Aside from the fact that it's just like the most comfortable show on TV. <laughs> until most it's not comfortable, but we'll get yeah. to that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's generally a very good description of yeah. it's it's homey, it's comfortable. It's cozy. Cozy. Very cozy show. Right. And so the reason we started Tadai Ma, the podcast, was to one, share our love of Terrace House with you, but also to kind of help you get a better understanding and a better you know, insight into what these people on Terrace House maybe are experiencing or what seeing like seeing something on TV and thinking like, okay, how does that how does that fit in Japanese culture? Or like, how could I experience that in Japan if I actually went? And we just kind of want to bring that to you in a more explicit way so you don't have to dig through like 20 Wikipedia articles to figure that out yourself. Yeah, for a show about nothing, there's a lot going on and we're kind of here to, to break that down. That should be our motto. All about a show about nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's more of a show about nothing than Seinfeld is, in a way. Yeah. Like I said, sometimes they eat. Sometimes they yeah. eat. I mean, the, what Terrace House means to me is really a show about relationships, friendships, sometimes rivalries, oftentimes rivalries. But really, the quickest way that I can kind of elevator pitch the show, it's like the real world, you know, but Japanese, and it's mainly about people starting relationships and what that's like to start a relationship and date. Yeah. In a very realistic way. Yeah. Yeah. And the most like, that's like the most crystalline, you know, like way I can break down the essence of the show. Yeah. And one thing I really enjoy about this, cause I like Jack, uh, don't really like reality TV too much to me. It's like very cringy most of the time. And I hate the whole like fake drama of who's going to get the last rose or who's, Who's getting Ugh. voted off the island? Like, I don't really care 
man. Now, now keep in mind, if you like those shows and you're listening to us, please don't drop out now. Right. <laughs> we still want you to listen to us. Yeah, but one thing I've seen a lot of, you know, columnists and reviewers say online is that Terrace House is the reality TV show for people who hate reality TV. And I am mm-hmm. definitely in that camp. I do not mm-hmm. like reality TV at all. But when I saw my first episode of Terrace House, I was locked in. Could not leave the couch and i let netflix play the next five episodes without me saying anything so i think we should probably talk about why we named the show tadaima especially right that was a that was a word that i you know when we had first kind of brainstormed what we would call this show i never really knew what that word meant so that would just help me out like why is this show called that well i put i put random podcast name generator I pulled that up on Google Chrome and just kind of let it go a couple iterations. <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad idea. I mean, that's how Post Malone got his rap name. It's true. Oh, to do so a, yes. a, a Wu-Tang Clan rap name generator. Yes. Like and somehow we got did. like Tadaima out of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually a Japanese word. And I think daily, if you want to take the helm on this, since you probably way more familiar with it than any of us yeah yeah so we've been, we've been talking about how homey the show is and how for some of us it does kind of like feel like literally coming home i mean it's very much about the house as much as it's about the people in it i feel and so we felt that like tadaima which is what you say when you enter into a house it's essentially saying i'm home and we kind of like want this to be your terrace house landing base so you're you're home with us we're cozied up with blankets and we're talking about terrace house <laughs> there might be tea involved there might be um, tea we'll make some tea so Always. when when i was like now familiarized with that word tadaima then when i started listening to what they're saying as the you know cast comes into the home and on the show itself terrace house then i realized like oh oh they say this word all the time like it makes a lot of sense so you learn something new all the time yeah, it's a common parlance. It's it's basically announcing that you're home, that you're in a place that's safe for you, right? And and doesn't it mean like doesn't it kind of break down to like just now? Yeah, a literal translation I believe is just saying just now, which obviously doesn't make sense. Um, right. But one thing about Japanese language is that it's very very contextual. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it very it, much it de- is yes. Yeah, so it's it's about what you're surrounded by and who you're speaking to, rather than making things explicit like in English. Yeah, there's a lot of unspoken things within words, like just the usage of like certain words might mean something entirely different from like the literal translation. Yeah, yeah, and you can definitely like if you're any bit of a Japanese nerd, and and Daily can attest to this. Um, you'll notice that they do switch a lot between uh, direct and distal styles, like uh, very, very friendly speak as opposed to very formal. Um, you can actually see like a natural progression throughout the seasons of like some of them use formal and then there's there. They quickly change to more direct styles when they're interacting with their housemates because they're becoming more friendly with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you don't and, really have mm-hmm. as much in English. I mean, the closest no, I can it, think of is like, you know, calling someone Mr. Smith or Mrs. Smith or Miss Smith. You know? Right. Manners are a little less important here. <laughs> same. Yeah, they totally are. I mean, it, it. but I mean, in the same way, it kind of depends on context or context here, too, because, I mean, you go to a job interview, you're not going to be right. You know, your your rapport, I guess, is going to yeah. be different. Yeah. Same. And I mean, Terrace House as a whole has been called you know, like one of the most polite shows on television. You're mm-hmm. essentially watching people be very polite to each other as they, you know, navigate suddenly living together. Yeah. Right, exactly. Unless you're a certain someone who wears a t-shirt and or a sweatshirt and shorts to a job interview. 
Yikes. <laughs> and sleep was we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. But so one thing I kind of want to bring up for this episode is daily. When we were talking about building the show and creating Tadaima, making it what it is right now, you told us three, the guys on the show, you are not the people I'd expect to watch Terrace House. You were unlikely audience. Do you yes. want to like kind of elaborate on that? Yeah, so I was really surprised. I mean, you can't see us necessarily, but you know, I I am a white girl and I'm joined here by three dudes, mid 20s, you know, 20s. I I definitely feel like Terrace House is something that you might expect me to watch. It's, you know, it's got romance. It's very much kind of like I've seen it called uh lifestyle porn as well, where it's like these very beautiful <laughs> oh houses gosh. in like interior design. It feels like That's certain funny. parts of it could be featured on like HGTV. Oh, um, it's Tumblr as shit though. Like a lot yeah, of yeah, aesthetic, yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of like going out to restaurants and it's very it's very soft. It's a very soft mm. show. And not to, you know, assume things about you guys, but I just would not have figured, you know, the one identifier I mostly had for you guys is that you were into video games. And I just don't think that that Venn diagram crosses over in terms of like Terrace House and dudes in their 20s who play video games. Fair enough. And I would say maybe we are a bit of an exception when it comes to, you know, traditional demographics and and what those quote unquote interests would be. I will say though, that the three of us had in-depth conversations about movies that came out last year. And we decided that our favorite movie of 2017 was your name, that anime, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah so, so, you know, that's a little bit of a, you know, a peek behind the curtain a little bit more as to what our common interests are. Right. But I, I definitely can understand that. I mean, like you said, the show is very soft. They sand down the edges when it comes to a lot of things. And when what is normally a big deal in a Western reality show, like someone, you know, what is considered a villain, what someone does that's bad is a lot. The bar is a lot lower here for what's considered a negative, uh, negative behavior or, or someone who would be a, a quote unquote villain on Terrace House. Right. Yeah. They left trash out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they left <laughs> plates in their bedroom. Oh, they're, <gasps> and they didn't help with the dishes. <laughs> Something I want to qualify, too, is that, like, sure, all of us like video games, right? I mean, all four of us do. But and it's not like when you say you like video games, that only means you play high-octane shooters with blood and gore everywhere or something. You know what I mean? Because, like, I'm also a big fan of, like, Stardew Valley and Harvest Moon, which I think are games that evoke a similar feeling that Terrace House does. I just don't have to play it. I just watch it. Yeah, there's definitely, I feel like now more than ever, there's like a relaxation genre that's up and coming of just things that are chill, like not a lot of, you know, action and effort being put into it because it's like, it's, it's, I feel like escapism before was like you wanted action and adventure, yeah. but now people are tired and they just want <laughs> something relaxing. I'm so yeah, tired, six, guys. 60 to 80 uh, hour weeks. I hate yeah, to admit I mean, it, but so yeah, tired. yeah. I, I, exactly. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, yeah, you just want to come home, you want to put on some tea, maybe put on some lo-fi hip-hop. <laughs> some chill lo-fi and, hip-hop beats 24 hours straight. Yeah, exactly, with the with the oh, wait, the perpetually studying anime kid as the cover. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah, either that or some Vaporwave if, if you're me. Um, yeah, Vaporwave's great. Um, but yeah, I totally get it though. Like, like the rise of ASMR. I mean, even, even kind of like podcasts too in that same vein, right? Like you listen to like some NPR shows. They're just like, hello, oh, welcome to NPR. <laughs> 
blah 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 uh, blah. But I think it's kind of the same vein where it's just kind of relaxing. And in, in the case of podcasts, you're learning something. Or you're joining us and listening in on our commentary about some show about nothing. <laughs> hey, you'll learn something. Yeah. Maybe. Well, Maybe. To, to Daly's point here, you know, I, I hate to admit it, but, you know, she she certainly is right to a certain point where, I, you know, I'm working definitely, you know, 45, 50 hours a week, sometimes even more. And when I get home, usually, like, after school when I was younger, I'm like, I'm going to play video games. I'm going to go outside and run around. Now, you know, as an, a quote-unquote adult, I'm like... I am too tired to literally play a video game tonight. I just need to sit here Isn't that and the absorb. Worst? That's the worst feeling. <sighs> when you when you think about playing video games or whatever you're going to do when you get home, you come home and just like, I feel like doing nothing. Seriously. And it happens a lot. And so that's another area that Terrace House, you know, serves. It's like the people too tired to play video games. <laughs> yep. That's the target demographic, actually. Yes, that <laughs> that is. They yeah. hit me on the head right there. With that yeah. One. yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, spans beyond like our age demographic even. I, I, you know, seeing more and more posts on like the Terrace House subreddit and uh, various, you know, articles written about this sleeper hit. There's a lot of people watching it that are like, you know, in their 50s and their 40s. And I think that's yeah. also reflected in the hosts. Um, the fact that, you know, they have such a wide age range watching the show. If one of you wants to kind of get into who are the hosts, there's hosts to the show. Yeah, so there are like panelists, right, who watch the show with you and then maybe two, three times an episode, they cut to the panelists who usually make dirty jokes and riff on the people in the terrace house, like living in the house. But like in terms of ages, they usually have like a really popular boy prince who's like in K-pop or something for every season and it's rotating. And then um, you have, I think, uh, Ryota, who is maybe, he seems like tw- like 30s. But then up to like you, who's a singer songwriter, who I believe is in her fifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. yeah. They generally are older than the people that are actually living in the house, which is interesting, and it it allows you know them to bring their experience you know with life to their commentary, and they typically are considered the comedy relief, right? Mo- I mean, a couple of them at least are, are professional comedians, and so they're kind of speaking for us and letting us kind of letting the audience know you know what we should be paying attention to or what what is relevant in the events ongoing in the house and so i really appreciate that and that's another departure from western reality shows right having that that kind of panel of people that are watching it kind of like a let's play kind of like a, a commentary within the show itself i think it's interesting it's so it's so kind of traditional japanese tv if you really think about it to have that kind of panel together so you know coming at it from someone that watches a lot of japanese tv which i do not um, yeah, it is. It totally makes sense to have that on this show. And one thing I did kind of want to point out before we wrap up this episode is like, Jack, you, you asked us in pre-production, like, who do we think, how do we think the show is marketed to people? And honestly, I think it might be word of mouth. That's the biggest, at least for Western speaking audience or Western, the world worldwide, at least from what I I've experienced, I definitely think it's been word of mouth. It's one of those things like there's even been a recent development where I found out some of my coworkers watch Terrace House and I'm like, oh, no shit. Like just it's just surprising to me, like how this gets around, because I mean, you don't I mean, I'm certainly not seeing ads on like social media feeds or anything like that. And I'm someone who talks and watches Terrace House a lot and blah, blah, blah. So Facebook, you're not listening or Google, you're not listening. Hi, Google. Yes. Yeah. Hello, (laughs) NSA. Yes. Hello. Um. But yeah, I, I definitely think a lot of it is word of mouth. A lot of organic, just 
advertising, I guess. Just it just mm-hmm. works. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the fact of the matter is, you have good content. It's it's going to get around. I mean, because like, how many times have you guys seen an article that's like? here's the sleeper hit on Netflix that you still haven't seen or the Japanese reality TV show that's taking Netflix by storm or whatever, you know? Yeah. Some sort of grabby headline like that for sure. It's starting to get some traction certainly in the press and in just some YouTube videos and, and some kind of influencers now are finally putting content out specific to Terrace house. So it's definitely on the rise in in terms of shows. I mean, I've, I've had, you know, Robert was the one who got me into it. I personally have gotten probably five, six, seven, eight people into it. I'm counting daily in that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it goes from there. Yeah. I feel like if they tried to advertise it a lot, it would kind of be incongruent to what Terrace House is. It's not forcing you into anything. It's not, you know, fabricating drama or, uh, you know, making things happen. And I feel like aggressive advertising or even maybe even chill advertising would still feel that way. It kind of feels like something that you have to have a friend be like, oh, you should watch this or find an article. And that's something that you then go and check out of your own volition versus like watch Terrace House on Netflix right now. Yeah. Like, right. Feel- and, it, and it kind of feels like even though so many people know about it, it still kind of feels like that thing is like, yeah, this is my little getaway. This is like my special nook that not like... And no one's going to take this away from me. Yeah, this is like my favorite seat in the library. Yeah. Right, exactly. Look forward to going there. Yeah. So, moving forward with Tie-Dye Ma, we're going to be giving you a lot of content. And I think Daily here is going to lay out what that content is going to look like. Right. So, I'm I'm new to this, but um, we're going to just jump straight into where we're at right now in the world of Terrace House, which means that we will be um, your companion and your guide to everything that's happening in the upcoming part five. So, very much look forward to that. You know, we'll be kind of like the first voices behind like discussing and freaking out and you can join us and discuss and freak out. Um, we'll have content coming out every week, probably twice a week, but you know, just expect that we're going to have a lot to say about Terrace House. Yeah. So if you're watching Terrace House opening you doors right now and trying to catch up or you're patiently, aggravatingly waiting for part five like we are. Yes. Get ready to follow us. Or VPN. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> we don't officially endorse that, but we, nope, we, we officially endorse no, we just, no. coming and hanging out with us. Yeah. Hi, Google. Hi, NSA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up our inaugural episode here. I believe we're publishing two more episodes today, right now, on this feed that are supposed to provide you more background into Terrace House as a whole. Um, it's going to include a lot of stuff about why, like what Terrace House is, how it started, the history of Terrace House, and the history of the hosts, why they're on this panel, and who they are. A lot of background information that will help improve your Terrace House viewing experience as you journey with us into the deep waters of Japanese pseudo drama. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Those deep, so, deep waters. Yeah, it's right. Very, very it's deep. warm though. It's fine. It's very relaxing. It's an onsen. It's it's yeah, like it's exa- a cup of perfect. tea. It's like a there cup of tea in an onsen with the occasional firecracker going off when the drama happens. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. There it is. So hey, if if you're enjoying what we've already got for you, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. You know, if not, give us a couple weeks and we'll convince you. So until then, this has been Hadaima, and thank you for listening. Itadakimasu. Itadakimasu.
Email us at questions at terracehousepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at Tadaimagram and on Twitter at Tadaimapod. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube at Tadaima, a Terrace House podcast. <laughs>